we thought about investing in a bat signal machine to summon you for this interview. <laughs> I mean, would that have been a good call? What do you think? I think that's a perfect call. Mm. Starting to embrace that name now. And I just remember my first catch, and after I caught the ball, I went blank. It wasn't even a hard tackle. Somebody just, like, pulled me, yanked me. But that's the hardest yank I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to them. Jamar Chase, phenomenal receiver. Jalen Waddle, phenomenal receiver. But, you know, obviously, I think I'm, you know, the best receiver. Welcome into the lounge presented by DraftKings. The Ravens are in rebound mode. I'm talking box out. Oh, that that's me. I'll give you credit. You're pretty good on the boards. Oh, You're a good rebounder in basketball. No shot. You have zero shot. My, you seriously can't make a shot from further than four feet out, but you do hit the boards. Yeah, it doesn't matter how far you, of all. I just scrap at the boards and then put up the rebounds and get points that way. I don't need to go back and chuck threes. <laughs> I leave that to you The guys. key is you just to body you up and not let you get around the rim. And here's, That's the key. Here's the other thing, too. When I'm playing with people like you, I know there's going to be a lot of rebounds coming my way. Oh, you called me a, a scrub? A lot of rebounds. A little strip boat on the boards? A lot of rebounds oh, coming my way. But we know how well, scrappy also, I'm I am. saying there's also a lot of misses. A we, lot of misses. There are a lot of misses in our basketball games. <laughs> there's a lot of opportunities. Anyway, it's rebound mode for the Ravens after that Thursday night football loss in Miami. Ravens are getting set to play the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field this Sunday. Uh, it's going to be a good game. I think this is an, uh, a, I wouldn't want to be the Browns or the Bears in this instance. Mm. You're coming against a team that's going to be feisty. Yep. And on that note, we brought in one of the offensive playmakers that's going to help kind of turn things around, and that's rookie wide receiver Rashad Bateman. All right, Rashad. So, you know, we, we thought about, investing in a bat signal machine to summon you for this interview <laughs> you know we just shine it above the practice field and get your attention you think i mean would that have been a good call what do you think i think that's a perfect call mm. I'm starting to embrace that name now mm -hmm. so you know everyone on the team only knows what that signal mean I mean, <laughs> i've been the only one that you know just kind of I guess it only fits for me, I guess, so uh, it'll be cool. <laughs> that's that's a new way to cool. do it now. Yes. Although during the day, here's the thing. During the day, how does it work? I mean, doesn't. Well, doesn't. do we pretend like there's no, no crime no, no. in Gotham City during the day? It only happens at night? Like, what did Batman do? If they do it in the day, they're doing it at night, so I just wait till nighttime to come out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I can't wait for a first primetime game. Most definitely. You're going to go off. That's, yeah. that's, uh, well, we had, come on, we just had a primetime game. We had primetime, but that one don't really count. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> Thursday night doesn't count at all. Exactly. Only, only Sunday or Monday. Thank you. Only Sunday, Monday. Thank you. Great yes. point. Yes. <laughs> well, well, well I, that cover. We'll give you the cover on that one. <laughs> so, um, you know, in college, did you go? You said you didn't really embrace the Batman thing until you got here. Why? Like, did people not use that or what? Um, I just think. Minnesota is not the place for it. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I said, well, I just feel like Minnesota and uh, Baltimore are two different places. Okay. Um, and I don't know if the fans really um, in Minnesota really, you know, pushed it that much. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying that's a bad thing or not. My teammates would call me. You know, I know my teammate Seth Green. Um, he plays Houston now. He's like the only one that really called me like Batman. And it's not like he did it consistently. He just did it every now and then to, to, um, to be funny. Um, but, you know, Minnesota very different. So um, by coming here, uh, being drafted here, you know, being in the NFL, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's like your, everybody eyes on you, PR, you know, media, right. cameras. So, so obviously, oh, you know, I already knew when I got to the NFL, um, that it's probably going to take it. So I go take it and run with it. Um, and then coming on the team, I realized that we had a joker 
Right. Mm. Exactly. So, Deshaun Elliott, right. Yeah, Deshaun Elliott. So you got you got to have the Batman. And I've also heard that Baltimore is Gotham City. And I have experienced Monday night games here and Sunday night games here. And I definitely get that vibe. Yeah. All right. Yeah, for sure. Okay. All right. So you're really kind of embracing it. Did you? Uh, were you a Batman fan? I, I don't. We, we don't have too many more Batman questions here, but I just want to kind just of just like five, yeah, ten yeah, more. Yeah, just like fifteen <laughs> more questions, and then we'll get, move on to football. But uh, are you a Batman fan? Because because Deshaun Elliott told us like he would watch the Batman movie with the Dark Knight before every game. I don't know if he was lying or if he just was like kind of playing. That's it a up. lot. I know. He said he would watch That's it the night before movie. every game. So like, what's your your um, Batman was definitely my favorite superhero. Okay. Growing up, uh, just because of my name, but I didn't really watch it a lot. Um, when I got older, with my college teammates, that's when I finally watched Dark Knight for the first time. Okay. Um. So, but I have watched it a, a couple times. Um. I think now that I'm here, I need to go catch up on all of them. Yeah. yeah. Um. You know, I plan on being here for a while, so I need. I, I kind of know where I come from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my background and things like that. So you know, I definitely need to watch them all. Nice. So, so just what's it been like so far for you? I mean, to get off to such a hot start, I mean, that's got to be exhilarating as a rookie. Uh yeah, um I'm I'm definitely enjoying it all. Um, you know, I'm I'm ready to do more, I'm ready to help this team more. Um whatever they may look like, block and catch and whatever the, whatever that may be, I'm just excited um to see what um this team can do. I'm getting off to a hot start, you know, I'm just happy that I'm, I'm developing that retrust with number eight. Uh, you know, right. he's a key part of our offense. So um I'm just lucky enough to know to be playing alongside him, develop the trust with him. Is there anything over the first four games that you feel like, oh, I've really learned this about playing in the NFL? I mean, I'm sure you're learning all the time, it's your first season, but like anything from the games that really stands out to you? Um, I think guys in college are strong, but I think guys in NFL are <laughs> different level, different level. Yeah, that's, it's, it's, it's grown it's, man it's strength. A, it's a different level of strong. Um, I just remember getting tackled. I'm not even sure when it was. It's Chargers, and um, it wasn't even a hard tackle. Somebody just, like, pulled me, yanked me. But that's the hardest yank I've ever felt in my life. <laughs> and, and then I watched Marquise play, and I watched Marquise uh, in college. If if you touch him in college, yeah, he's breaking it. He can wait. But then right. if a linebacker, somebody grab him in the NFL, they can just tackle uh, not even just Marquise or anybody with one arm or one hand. Right. Um, so, you know, seeing a different strength and fast, you know, Physical talent, I guess, is the, the biggest difference. But you've been fighting off tackles. I mean, you're throwing out the stiff arm. Like, you're fighting yeah. for yards. Yeah, it, it comes out every now and then. I just got to be consistent with it when it does go. I don't want to get caught lacking. Okay. So. If you get caught slacking, they're going to make you pay for it at this level, basically? Yeah, yeah. If you get caught slacking at this level, you go pay for it. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. That's a, uh, a perfect way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> go feel it the next day. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so you when, when you get on the field and uh, your first 11 catches go for first downs, were you aware of that, like at the time? Like, okay, every time I catch the ball, it's a first down. Not really. I just knew because usually you're yeah, in I the moment. You didn't, didn't know the streak yeah. at all. I didn't know. Twitter I mean, was I, just I, keeping cow, man. Yeah. Twitter would. I mean, I, I obviously I love social media. I get on social media, um, right. and Twitter did make a big run about it, but I didn't. Um, I didn't really. Believe it because, you know, everything's a lie. <laughs> yeah. Everything is a lie. So I didn't like go, like, I didn't, you know, like watch every single, like, TV copy, see if I got a first yeah. down on, on everyone. But I'm um, looking at it, you know, I have been able to contribute, um, um, being a first down mover. Um, okay. you know, it's been fun. You know, hopefully I can keep that up. You got to get the good, like, first down point or the ball drop. Yeah. You know, there's in like the, an in assortment. The day, in the media day pictures that you took, you have a good ball drop. I do have a good ball drop, but, you know, I think that's probably the only ball drop that I'll do. Well, we'll really? see. Uh, you, I'm just kind of scared to do anything in NFL. Mm. You get taunting. You get taunting. You got to look to, you got to close your eyes and look to nobody. Yeah. <laughs> you just got to. 
Or just wait till you get to the sideline after the, the next drive or something. I don't know. But right. <laughs> yeah, don't, we'll we're not trying to get any taunting penalties here. Okay, you're right. You're right. Some, some stuff in the moment, you just got to gotta be really careful. But when you're in the moment, you're generally going, you know, you can not even lose it. It's just very different in the NFL right now. So That's interesting. Yeah. Man, this the NFL, man. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I kind of want to see the Batman like celebration. Yeah, I don't want to, you know, do something good and then do something bad. That would be bad. Hurt the team, then do something bad. Harbs would not like the that. Harbs would not like that. You know? <laughs> um, hopefully, I'm on his good side right now. So, you know, I kind of want to stay on that side. Yeah, that's a good place. <laughs> yeah. to, that's good. Good <laughs> to stay on that side. Yes. <laughs> so, you've always come off as a guy that's like, you know, confident in his abilities, which you have to be as a wide receiver. Like, I like a wide receiver with some swag. You know, yeah. you got to have that. When you get off the start that you have now, like, how does it just multiply by two? Like, what does that do for you, you know, going forward in your, your rookie year? Um, Coach Dub here also tell me, you know, you got to be critical on yourself. Yeah. Um, You know, to the world, you know, to everybody else, you know. Um, I'm going to always show that I'm confident. You know, deep down, I'm always confident in myself, and I know that. Um, but at the same time, uh, I also have to be humbled and know that, you know, I got to be able to do this again, you know, or I got to be able to do more mm-hmm. than this. Um, and, you know, I just always got to keep that mindset. So, you know, being able to keep that mindset definitely helps me going forward. I guess until you get the first touchdown, that's that's a driving, that's a motivator. Yeah, you right? see, you know, you know, and then, you know, once I do finally get a first ta- touchdown in one game, then it's going to be like, all right, now get two touchdowns in one game. Right. You know, and get three touchdowns in one game. Or, you know, trying to be consistent in the area or just doing more anything to help the team. Mm-hmm. So for you, I mean, I it struck me when you came here for your the day after you got drafted, like that confidence that Ryan is talking about, like that was very evident. Like you talked about it even in our first interview. You basically said, you know, I feel like I'm the best receiver in the draft. I feel just very confident in your ability. Where do you think that comes from, and, and how important is it actually to have that? Um, I think it's it's definitely come from where I was raised. Okay, um, my mom definitely instilled that into me. Um. And just watching myself put the work in, um, and I feel like every athlete, no matter what sport you play, um, you got to practice. You got to be, you got to put the work in to get to this level, especially. Um, so just knowing the work that I put in and trusting my craft, trusting my coaches, um, and doing things like that, and just having a lot of trust in, in in what I do, my abilities. Tell me about your. So your mom instilled that in you. Mm-hmm. How so? Um, well, hard working. Well, just the confidence. Well. My mom always has confidence in what she do. She's never okay. had, you know, she's never had people to, you know, um, uplift her or, you know, have her back um, when times got hard, anything like that. Um, but my mom, you know, she always made a way for me and my brother um, when she grew up in a single parent home. Um, but uh, I knew it was hard on her, but not once did, you know, we know it. Like we knew it was hard, but we, we couldn't tell that it was hard based on, mm. on, on what she shown, uh, showed us. Uh, she showed us that, you know, that she was strong. She was confident. And providing for us, she was confident in providing for the family, um, and I think that's a very different aspect to look at it for, for the farther than uh, sports. So I think that's why it stuck with me because it's, it was actually you know life that she had the, the confidence in to make everything go. Now you said uh, when you get your first touchdown, you're gonna like give her the ball or do some special celebration mm-hmm. for her. Can we get any kind of sneak peek <laughs> on that? Or is that just the ball gets delivered to her? Um, just just really, um, you know, I really, I guess you really can't do much besides give her the ball, uh, maybe blow her a kiss or something. Uh-huh. Um, but you know, uh, my first touchdown, being able to, to give this to my mom. Uh, my mom hasn't missed missed a football game ever. That's wow. awesome. Yeah, she, well, she missed one game when I was in college, but it was only because there was a or tornado or thunderstorm or something like that back at home, so she couldn't leave. Right. And, but other than that, you know, she's been there every step of the way. And, you know, we've been dreaming of this moment 
Uh, I'm playing on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays and, and all that type of stuff. So just being able to get that first touch down, you know, definitely on her. No, she can put that in the house that you bought her. Yeah, exactly. That's the idea, exactly. right? <laughs> exactly. No, my mom should probably put it up on the bed or something. <laughs> She'll hide it from everybody. But, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Was it emotional when you uh, played your first NFL game and you look up in the crowd and, and you see her? Yeah. Playing my first NFL game was weird all around. Um at one point, I forgot my family was there, and then I, I was like, "I got to play football." Even after my first catch, uh, I can just look back at. It. I'm looking back at the game, and I just remember my first catch. And after I caught the ball, I uh, I went blank. Like, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't really know. Start what, running the wrong way. I didn't know what to do. And I remember like somebody. I think maybe it was Mark. Um, somebody tried to you know tell me congrats. You know, give me dap. Yeah. And I'm just I'm so out of it. I was so out of whack after, after, <laughs> I, after the first catch. My my mind was going crazy. So that's kind of how. How it's been. I've gotten used to it a little bit, but it's kind of how it's been lately. That's right. Cool. That's awesome. So so how tough was it? You know, we talked about all the great things. This Miami loss was obviously a tough one. For you, I mean, career high so far, six catches, season high, 80 yards. I mean, it was a, a good game for you individually, but obviously a tough loss for the offense and the team. What are the lessons that you take from that as a rookie? You know, that coming so early in your career, I I imagine that it's a good learning opportunity. The, the loss? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um, losses or wins are always, you know, key. You know, you can't really do – well, here, you know, we treat, we treat a win like a loss, um, you know, and we treat a loss like a loss. So we come in here and you just got to have that mindset of always wanting to get better because no matter if you lost a game or if you won a game, you still got to come to work. You still got to get better. So you just got to learn how to view things the same way and be critical on yourself at all times because um, a lot of guys, you know, a lot of teams, you know, I feel like they win. And then they start, you know, you get away from the, the base fundamentals and your, and your true beliefs because, you know, you're winning, you know, you kind of slack a little bit, you forget. Um, but you just got to treat everything the same, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Is it crazy? You know, we were talking earlier about social media. When you get on social media after the game and there's a clip of Lamar kind of frustrated on the sidelines, you're in the middle of that and you're like, oh, man, now people are tweeting at me, sending me this clip. Is that weird? Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, it's crazy looking at it because the, the whole perspective on it is, is – is is very different and it's crazy how the, the like that's like not the first time but my, like it's my first time in NFL where yeah. the media has made something look like where it wasn't that and I wasn't mad about it you know I just kind of laughed about it because I, that's just the media but you know um yeah it's it's crazy you know phone be blowing up all type of stuff but you know I guess you know get get used to that well that's a, that was my thing I was like yeah I know they're 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 animated but I'm like, I don't take it as, like, them yelling at each other. They're just frustrated yeah. by the situation. Yeah, we were losing. We were losing. So, I, I, I mean, I'm glad we weren't happy during that time. <laughs> right. You know? Like, so, yeah, we was basically just saying that, you know, we got to get on the same page and we just got to be better. Right, exactly. It's like if you're sitting there, like, laughing and, you know, chopping it up on the sidelines, yeah. then it'd be like, okay, well, that's even worse. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's crazy. It's just the media. They'll put us on there when we're arguing, but they're not going to put us on there when we're excited. Right. You know? <laughs> so, you just got to learn how to – just manage that too. Yeah. Another thing to manage was obviously entering your career. You have your first surgery, your first major injury. How tough was that? That to kind of have your progress delayed after you were having such a strong offseason training camp. Um, that was that was. I don't even know how to explain that. It would have been my first injury, and then turns out I had to have surgery. And then, thankfully enough, you know the Ravens uh, training staff and, and medical staff and uh, the people. Um, that did my surgery, my surgeon, uh, everybody was on the same page, you know, everything worked out. But uh, it was definitely a tough time. Um, it was – I was getting ready to play the Saints uh, for the first preseason game. Right. Um, it, it was that week. 
So, you know, being able to be out and then uh, things like that. But um, I don't know. That was a tough time. I'm just happy to be back, to be honest. Now, now former uh, Ravens receiver Torrey Smith said that he had a, the same surgery and that he was, like, tweeting to everybody when you were coming back. He was like, look, I know we're all excited about Rashad coming on the field, but, like, I've been through this. It's still painful. Like, you don't just step back out there, even in your first game, and you're like, all right, I feel great, you know, like – did you are you still kind of working through that? Does it feel like was that still a hurdle even once you came back? Um, probably the first couple and nothing really hurts. It just feels yeah. different. It feels it felt weird at first. Um, but now um that I'm I'm kind of used to the feeling. Uh, now I, I just feel I just feel old now. Old now <laughs> not I don't feel old or anything like that. It, you know, just um trying to just stand on top of my body, being educated and being healthy, it just takes me um, a little bit longer to get warmed up now. Warmed up now. Mm-hmm. You know, I just take. I'm very, just very more detailed about my body. And Interesting. Like that, you know? Well, I'll give you credit because a couple weeks ago, food trucks were here. So for listeners back home, food trucks come here on day, on weeks after wins. So it's oh, a I'm little, well aware. So if you'll <laughs> yeah. see Mink out there, you know, load up, load up for, his trunk up, for an yeah. hour. Yep. And so Rashad <laughs> was walking out, and I said, "You heading out to get food trucks?" And he said, "No, I eat only healthy. Yep. He doesn't cheat." No cheat day. So there's that healthy kind of stuff. I try not there. to cheat. Okay. What's I your tr- cheat food? I have to go wings. Yeah. Go wings. Yeah, fried chicken wings. I have to go. Wings. But you pass not on bad. the food trucks. You were like, I'm going. That's home. a bad decision. That's I, a rookie move. I gotta <laughs> say. I pass on the food trucks. Bro. I, I haven't. The, the last time I ate on the food trucks was training camp. Oh wow. You, the chicken isn't that unhealthy, right? I mean, I mean there's some decent healthy options. Yeah, I mean, no, the Annie Ann's truck. Sometimes I have a Coke here and there, or a Sprite. Okay, or I'm, I don't eat candy at all. I might have a Reese's every now and then. Okay, mm-hmm. um, but I, I have a shelf that I invest in. Um, you know, I try, I do try to sell on top of my body and my weight. Um, and that's another thing because since my surgery, my body is not what it was before surgery. Okay, so I'm doing like everything I possibly can to right. make it through the year. Before I can, you know, basically, you know, go back, you know, to get a hard training that I need that I had in off season with the Ravens. It's, I mean, was that something that you like learned, or just a veteran talk to you about this? Like, because because honestly, that's like a very savvy thing to do as a young player, and I think a lot of young guys don't do that, and you're just used to being a better athlete and being better than everyone that you go up against, and then you got to work on that side of it once you get to the NFL. But for you to be doing that already, I think it says a lot. I think I learned that in college. Um, it's something that uh, when Coach Flake got to Minnesota, he he enforced. Um, us to take care of our bodies, and then it, the longer I was there, the more I would just see, you know, the guys that were playing a lot. They were they were in there. The guys that weren't playing a lot, they were in the training room, not because they were hurt, but just because they, you know, they wanted to feel better so they could be the best next day. And in college, I was on the team with some pretty old guys, like some five and six year mm-hmm. uh, people, but uh, they're there because of injury. And you know, mm-hmm. I just try to. I didn't want that to be me, and you know, they didn't want that for me. Um, so you know, they did a good job of educating me on that. And, Doing my best stay on top of it. That's cool. So, so Jamar Chase goes fifth overall in the draft. Jalen Waddle sixth. Devonta Smith tenth. Kadarius Tony twentieth. You go twenty seventh. You've played against two of those guys now. Chase and Waddle on the same field, not against them technically. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you? How much do you measure yourself up against those guys? Um. Obviously, um. I just feel like I'm in a very different situation than them. Yeah. Um. You know, I feel like where I'm from it is a very different situation than them. Uh, you know, where they play is a very dis- different situation. Every day, you know, but, you know, shout out to them. Jamar Chase, phenomenal receiver. Jalen Waddle, phenomenal receiver. But, you know, obviously, <laughs> I feel like I all come to myself. I think I'm, you know, the best receiver. Um, You know, that's a lot that goes into, you know, who's better, who's doing this. Right, and, right. You know, that's just some stuff that I try not to get 
caught up in um, because if I did, I don't think I would be the player that I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, kudos to them. You know, they give me something to chase, you know, and, you know, maybe put up the yeah. Jamar chase. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had to hit so, that. So, you know, one day uh, maybe I give them something to chase. You know, at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. It's competition. You know, this game is about competition. Right. Uh, you know, they challenge me from a distance. You know, I challenge them from a distance. Um, or just on the field, off the field, you know, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. There's a lot of talk uh, the, in the offseason about, well, do wide receivers not want to come to Baltimore and play with Lamar because it's run heavy? You know, do do guys prefer not to be drafted there or whatever? When you were drafted by the Ravens, were you like, hell yeah, Lamar Jackson? Like, did you think that was a bunch of hogwash? Or, I don't know, what were your thoughts? I mean, I was excited, um, first and foremost, to, to be drafted. And then it was the Ravens who drafted me. So, you know, I know I'm going to a place that's going to win. I know I'm going to a place with good foundation. Um, I know I'm going to a place with good people. Um, you know, I'm going to a place with good, with elite players. So, and you know, seeing that I'm gonna go play with Lamar Jackson, you know, him and Hollywood got on the live after the game. <laughs> right. Um, and you know, I was like, hell yeah, let's go! Like I'm ready to practice right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, seeing them excited, excited for me because apparently they knew who I was. You know, they done their research. Um, and things like that. So I'm definitely happy. Well, Hollywood picked you, right? When we yeah. had Hollywood in here for the podcast, he said that he did research on all the draft receivers, and he was like, I want that guy. Yeah, I want he Bateman. He did. Yeah, he told me he did. Yeah. Did so, you know him at all before getting drafted here? Like, I, didn't, uh, I didn't know. Uh, like, I didn't know of. I didn't know him. I knew of him. Gotcha. Yeah. Of course. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you're my guy, too. You know, I got to say, Garrett. You, you, gotta, you did pick him, right, in, I, in I your mock? Him. I didn't pick Bateman in my mock, but I you said of the receivers, Bateman's my guy. See, yeah. like, he's just trying to take credit. He didn't actually take No, I, but mock. I did. <laughs> Take an offensive lineman. Actually, t- but but I said if we're taking a receiver between him and Terrace Marshall, because those are the two guys that everybody's talking about. I was yeah. like, Bateman's my guy. I'm sticking my flag in it. Bateman's the guy, man. Yeah. That's right. So uh, just on on Hollywood, last one on this is uh, you guys like this foundation here with you and him, two first round picks. It's exciting. I mean, I think people here in Baltimore, you heard it from the day you were drafted. You know, s- struggle to f- draft wide receivers. And Hollywood's having a great season. Looks like he could become the first Pro Bowl receiver here in Baltimore. And you're off to a great start of your career. Are you excited about the two of you guys kind of being together, growing together for the next several years? Um, that's something that we talk about. Me and Hollywood talk about all the time. Like mm. Before I even got up here and got drafted, um, you know, uh, we talked about it. As soon as I got drafted, he hit me. I was like, bro, let's go to work. Um, and I remember my first game that I was suited up. He, he texted me, and he was like, it's the start of something special. You know, let, let's go do this. Um, and then, you know, that game, you know, I went out my first game. I, I played confident because I knew that he, he had confidence in me. Um, and, you know, we also trained together in this offseason for uh, a little bit when we was away on to build that chemistry. And to be honest, you know, I, I just I feel like that helped. And same thing with Mark. You know, I was like that with Mark and things like that. So they was able to see me, you know, get to know me um, and things like that. Um, so and, and and all the players have been open with me. But, you know, as far as Hollywood, he's definitely been big bro. So last one for you, just expectations for the second half of the season. You kind of mentioned, oh, I'm excited to, you know, maybe have a bigger role in whatever that looks like for me, for fantasy owners out there. You know, <laughs> what should we expect for Rashad Bateman in the second half? Um, just a better version of, of, of what I used to be yesterday. Um, hopefully tomorrow I come in the building and I'm better than I was today. Um, that's what was instilled in me. And, you know, that's something that I live by. It's been better than I was yesterday. Uh, so hopefully I can take the season, you know, just to continue to elevate my game It can continue to elevate as a person to help this organization in the best way possible. Sunday is right around the corner. Draft your lineups now to feel the sweat with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the Baltimore Ravens. Life is more fun when you have skin in the game. Download the DraftKings app to check out all the action and daily contests. 
New users enter code FLOG when signing up to get a special offer. That's code FLOG and get a special sign-up bonus. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Well, good stuff from Rashad. Couldn't agree more. Thursday night football doesn't count as primetime. <laughs> yeah, I, so, like, um, I was like, I was like, I swear he's played a night game. Oh yeah, he oh just yeah, that, that last four days ago. <laughs> no, no, I, I had a si- I sized it up. I had it sized up. I, you know, that's mm-hmm. how I was you don't, framing you don't the count. question. You don't count Thursday night. That's right. That's how time. I was framing the question. Great. Okay, of course. That wasn't a mistake on my part. Speak it, as a side note. You said size them up or size it up. We yeah. got a great email at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net from Adam Vanderline on uh, Monday. Yeah. And he said, it's the size them up Monday. Okay. And I was like, size them up Monday. Mm. And he said, it's the size them up Monday. He's in Australia <laughs> because Pittsburgh and Cleveland both failed to win. I loved yep. every part of it. Go Ravens. So size them up Monday. Ravens are still in first place. We all woke <laughs> up and came in here on Monday. So that was a pretty good sign. I was feeling pretty good. I mean, here's the thing. There's like, there's no dominant team in the AFC this year. There just isn't. There's in previous years, there were the chiefs and I was like, man, the Ravens are really good, but. The way the Chiefs are playing right now, it's going to be hard to beat them. And could the Ravens have done it? Of course they can, you know, any given Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were far and away the best team. This year, it's anybody's game. And I I just keep saying, man, you don't have to be the best team entering the playoffs. You don't have to necessarily be the healthiest team, whatever. You just get to the dance, and then you never know what can happen. Ask the 2012 Ravens. They would tell you that the 2011 Ravens are better. Yeah, I... I- that's what it's all about. And especially this year in the topsy-turvy, wild nature of, of the game with all these upsets and, you know, all these good teams on paper and, and who have played well for most of the season have gone down. So, like, Ravens fans are in the dumps after this Miami game. There's a lot of, a lot of hot takes out there right mm-hmm. now. But that's how every NFL fan base has felt at some point this season. You yeah. know, like... The Chiefs have looked like trash. The Bills have gotten beaten by the Jags. Yeah. Like, it, it just happens. Right. Yeah, we, uh, I will say the inbox was full at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Oh, yeah. I think they started rolling in at halftime of that game <laughs> on Thursday night. And uh, they didn't stop through the weekend. We're not going to read all the emails, but there was clear frustration. Yes. And... You know, a lot of the frustration was obviously directed at the offense. The offense struggled. Um, and then specifically at offensive coordinator Greg Roman. Right. Um, and there was criticism of him of the adjustments. And we talked on the podcast on Friday last week when we did our full breakdown from that game about that game and what didn't go well and, and what, you know, needs to change. Right. But I am not getting on board with people who are bashing Greg Roman. I'm just not. Are you teaming me up for my rant? I know you have a rant. Go oh, for it. Oh yeah, this it makes no look. I understand you want. Do you want to go through and critique the play calling and, and the game plan against the Dolphins? That's fair game. Yeah, right. Totally fair game. But the people that are out there saying the Ravens should replace Greg Roman, you're off your rocker, my friend. <laughs> you have lost your marbles. I mean, this offense is ranked number two. In the NFL, Mm -hmm. despite not having its top two running backs, it's all pro left tackle, despite other injuries on the offensive line, no Nick Boyle, Rashad Bateman's out for the first whatever games, then Sammy Watkins is on the bench. Like, this offense has been incredibly banged up. And yes, Lamar Jackson deserves a lot of credit, right? Mm -hmm. Lamar's been playing awesome. But to sit there and not give any of the credit for the successes that the Ravens offensive has had, which has been a lot. They're number 
two in the NFL. That's not a smokescreen. That's not a mirage. Mm-hmm. Number two is legit, yeah. right? They spanked the Chargers. They came back and scored how many points against the, the Colts, the Chiefs? Like, sure, has every drive, like, have there been dips and, like, slow starts and there have been problems? Yeah, but you know what? The Ravens have rebounded for most of them and come back and put up a lot of yards and a lot of points. So, like, anybody out there who thinks that every single game is going to be, you're going to have unstoppable offense, how long have you been an NFL fan? Like, what games are you watching? Right. I mean, and then, and then, what really you're, gets you're my get, goat? You're getting rolling here. Oh, what gets my goat is like I've been a Ravens fan for long enough to know how bad this offense has sucked over the years. <laughs> I mean, goodness gracious, people! You, we finally have a really good offense. Not only because of Lamar, but also because of Greg Roman's schemes and the offense that he's constructed around here. And you're all of a sudden like taking it for granted and calling for the guy to get fired. Who are you hiring? <laughs> like, what offensive coordinator is the Ravens? Like, the Ravens didn't have a top 10 offense for 20 straight years. And you're complaining now? <laughs> are you out of your mind? All right. You're done? <sighs> You got that off your chest? I think I'm done. You got that off your chest? I'm glad. I'm Look, happy for every you. Every play caller, it's not going to always be great. No, Shit, I, I, offense just... coordinators are always right. uh, the most hated guy in town, often. Um, that's right. And that's that's often the case. And look, are there things that, like like you said, you look at the Miami game and you can nitpick and you can say this should have been different? Of course. That's so part can... of being an offense coordinator. It comes with the job. Exactly. <laughs> but the, you do have to take a big-picture look at where the Ravens are offensively, and they're second. And... Lamar Jackson is still in the MVP conversation. Right. And he deserves that, no doubt. No doubt. Yep. But but so does Greg and his offensive coaches. So I'm with you on that. So I know we got a lot of emails about that over the weekend, uh, which we love the enthusiasm. We love the emails. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to re- bring it right back to you. I'm going <laughs> to return that enthusiasm. Um, all right. So um, before we look ahead to this game against the Bears, I just want to say I thought, I thought you know, Bateman um, in the conversation with him, I, I, I do love his confidence. Like he's – you know he's a quiet guy, um, and he but he carries himself with confidence, and he plays that way. Yeah. Um, and I think that, I think that he has been better than I expected mm-hmm. um, in coming back from the injury because when a guy gets hurt in the middle of training camp and he misses basically all of training camp for the most part, misses the entire preseason, I kind of worried that he may have just missed the bus. You know, like I go yeah. back to Sometimes Hayden Hurst. See that. H- Hayden Hurst, his yep. rookie season. Mm-hmm. You know, he came back and Mark Andrews had established himself, and, and so that was the main thing there. But right. it's tough to then come in in the middle of the season and then get integrated into the game plan as heavily as you wanted. Yeah. Right. Like it's, you can, it can to some degree almost be a lost season and Bateman has played well so well that it it's not. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of credit that he deserves for that. I absolutely agree with that. Moving forward. The question is how much more involved should he be in the offense? Sammy Watkins is coming off a tough game in Miami. Yeah. Uh, Lost the one in lights or whatever happened on that, that early touchdown opportunity on the Ravens first drive. Which, by the way, I, I hear you out there on the slow starts, but it's a little bit of a misnomer. I mean, yeah, the, now you're coming around to my side. I mean, well, no, I, I'm just saying, like, the past two, three games, like, the Ravens have had some of their best drives of the game on their first couple. Yeah. And then it's been kind of stagnant for a while. Like, yeah. so I, I they haven't, they haven't scored touchdowns. Mark had that yeah, one they, they could have like, taught. Shoot the, then the delay game, I mean, they keep shooting themselves in the foot, but I'm just saying, like, the. 
the the stats of course say like yes yeah, slow starts but like if you're actually watching the games the past couple games actually the first drive they've moved the ball pretty well like yeah. against the dolphins i was like here we go we're gonna roll them just score time they just, they just they, needed touchdowns or yeah. and stop shooting themselves in the foot when they get in the field goal range at least i mean they got the field goal from tucker on this one but they need a touchdown on the first drive yeah. that would like i think just take a lot of pressure off everybody's shoulders um but as I was saying, I mean, Sammy had a tough game. Then the fumble return for a touchdown, that was really the, the backbreaker yep. in the Dolphins' loss. Rashad's playing well. I mean, I, I think that I'm ready. I'll, I'll say it. I think I'm ready for him to take the number two share of the workload yeah, and targets. I, I agree. And I think that that might be the way it is going forward, to be honest. Yeah, and, and you know, the Ravens also have Devin DuVernay, who's played well. And so, you know, I know we have I don't, talked – Look at my tombstone. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want the, I don't want him to like lose opportunities either. Yeah, so like, and we've we've had conversations, and you know, I know you had been really excited about getting the full complement of receivers on the field. Obviously, you want all your guys healthy, yeah. and that's preferred. But at the end of the day, like you're you're not you're going to have a lot of situations where there's just two receivers on the field, and then three. And so, who are those three? Mm-hmm. And I feel like right now, if I'm lining it up and it's a key play, you know, I think. I'm probably going with uh, Bateman, Hollywood, and Duvernay. Now, interesting. Now it depends on I think the, situation. It's the situation. I think if it's the third down, I want Sammy out there. Yeah, that's. I like Duvernay running like the kind of uh, gadgety stuff, and and not just that stuff, but I like the jet sweeps. I like getting the ball to him. Like yeah. some of these, I'll tell you, some of these wide receiver screens that I've been seeing the past couple weeks. A lot of I'd like to see those go to Duvernay. Yeah. As much as I think Hollywood's great, and you know he's picking up more yards after catch, like Duvernay is going to be a guy who I think gets through more tackles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I still want to see DuVernay involved, but I it, third and six, third and seven, give me Sammy. I'm not, I'm not like, Sammy had a rough game, but he was playing well before his injury. Yeah. And I think he's still going to be a, a major contributor this year. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I'm, I still think Sammy's going to make some key catches for this team down the stretch, um, and he can bounce back from that game on Thursday night. It's just, you know, there's only one ball to go around, and it's uh, that's a good problem to have is that if you're sitting here looking at the white, Ravens wide receivers saying, how are you going to get all these guys involved? Yep. Uh, it's a far cry from, you know, where people thought this team would be, you know, yep. a year ago, uh, that they've got too many good receivers. So uh, that's that's a good thing for this team. All right, I got a question here. Uh, this one as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. What's up, guys? I go to school in Madison, Wisconsin. The flock is pretty thin up here. Mm. So I listen to a lot of Ravens content. It's safe to say you guys are my favorites. Thank you very much, Jack. What do you guys think is going on with Jimmy Smith? With mm. the injuries, I expected him to be getting a lot more snaps, mm-hmm. but he's not. Do you guys think they're saving him as a backup corner? Does his play style not fit what the team needs right now? What do you think? Well, I think that uh, Jimmy Smith's skill set is still best suited for cornerback as opposed to safety. I think he can play some there and and, and whatnot, but um, I think that they just think right now, you know, that that I I think they think Brandon Stevens, the rookie third-round pick out of SMU, is as good a safety or close to it as Jimmy Smith is right now, and you would like to get the rookie, the snaps, as opposed to Jimmy, and you would rather save Jimmy health-wise for those matchups where you really want and need him mm-hmm. late in the year. And we all know Jimmy's injury history, so like, I'd rather not risk him getting hurt when you don't need to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I think that's kind of the situation. I yeah. mean, Brandon Stevens, the thing is, like, the Ravens, I think, I think it's, there's some legit concerns with communication, like I expressed after the Miami game, and they need to be better at that. I don't know that like Jimmy 
maybe would solve that issue, but he's not a natural safety. He's just not. He's right. a corner. Right. And like they can kind of use him, like back him off the line of scrimmage and use him in that way, but he's not going to be your guy that steps in and just replaces Deshaun Elliott. That's not the player that Jimmy Smith is. Right. Yeah. Like I, I, at this point of his career, I'll tell you, Brandon Stevens probably has a lot more agility, is faster, um, can break on the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I do. I do think with with Jimmy, this the other part of this is you may end up in a situation. This was part of to Jack's question where you need him, and mm-hmm. like he's gonna. Mm-hmm. I, I do not think over the course of the rest of the season that we're only going to see Jimmy Smith playing eight, ten, one snap. You know, mm-hmm. I don't. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case. I think there's going to be games, whether it's from injury or a matchup situation. Also, you play the Chiefs in the playoffs, and he's matching up against Kelsey for a lot of the day. Could that mm-hmm. happen? Like, I think <laughs> that there's going to be situations where Jimmy all of a sudden takes on a huge role. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he, he's not just going to transition to safety. So, uh, what are your thoughts about this game against Chicago? I mean, I think that this is a, a interesting test for the Ravens defense going against Justin Fields, who had his best game as a pro so far against Pittsburgh. Made some throws in that game. The Bears should have won that game. Pittsburgh got bailed out by some referee uh, questionable decisions. Um, but he he looked good. I mean, I watched that game kind of with the thought of, all right, let's see what this kid's got because he took a ton. He's taken a ton of sacks this year. Been under a lot of pressure. Kind of been running around and and not looked good for much of the year, but still made some plays. Like to me, he early on he kind of looked like Lamar Jackson rookie season. Okay, like just kind of uh. Not comfortable running around, still making some plays, but you know, Lamar Jackson without the running game that he had his rookie year, and so, um, but he, I'll tell you, he he impressed me in this in the Steelers game. So, the Ravens are have got to hope that they can kind of get him looking like he did previous to that. Obviously, playing practicing against Lamar Jackson, I think helps this defense a little bit, you know, in preparing for that kind of quarterback. and they've got a good defense. I don't like that Khalil Mack is returning this week. Yeah, probably. I preferred him not to return. <clears throat> exactly. Um, and that Chicago defense just is always tough. You know, Rokon Smith's a good player. He's got a pretty a good defensive line. It's a, it's a good good defense. So I think they're a better team than the records say. Just kind of kind of like the Dolphins' defense was like playing better than what their record indicated. They had been played it well a couple straight weeks. I, I I think that the Dolphins are feeling good about themselves coming off a of bye. So it's going to be a a tough game, and it's a game that the Ravens, quite frankly, need to have. Yeah, that's my thing on it. You know, like I agree with what you're saying from a kind of an X and O's standpoint, but just from that's a, my level of X's and O's. Yeah, yeah, that's very, not really X's and O's. Very shit. But <laughs> but I just think from like a really big picture standpoint, knowing that what the Ravens have on their schedule on the horizon: Browns, Pittsburgh, Browns. Yeah, and then <clears throat> and then you got Rams, Packers. Yep. It's just it's it's murderer's row. The second half stretch. And so, are the Bears a, a good team and better than the record indicates? Yes, I think so. But it's also a game where the Ravens are favored, and I think they need to win it because yep. you need you, you need to be in a situation where you have a little bit more cushion. You lost some cushion losing to the Dolphins. You're also coming off a long week, mm-hmm. um, so you have a little bit more time to prepare. I think the Miami game, Arlen Humphrey said it after the game, felt like you know to some degree it could be a wake up call. Yep. Um, and so for all those reasons, I just think it's a game that the Ravens need to win, and then put themselves in pretty good position being in first place in the division heading into this final stretch. All right. Now another important question, because I took some heat on this on Twitter. Okay. When is too soon to put up your Christmas decorations? Uh, I think that, I think that if you do it, 
because they're on my commute home, one house blazing. I mean, lights, uh, full right. spotlights, flicker, tree lit in the window, the whole shebang, November 15th. That's early. But here's the thing. You know, like, it's a lot of work to put up a lot of Christmas decorations. It is. And so if you want to enjoy it, like, you you might want to put it up early. Now, November 15th <laughs> for me is is early, but if you're going through the whole exercise, right. and the other thing too, you know, maybe you're out of town some weekends, maybe you got activities, and you're like, this is the weekend. This is my free weekend where I got to right, do sure, it. Sure, sure. And so you just got to get it done. There's extenuating circumstances. But you're just saying, as a general allow. principle. As a general, right. general if principle got, like, for me. somebody that, you know, weekend is after Thanksgiving. home. Weekend after I Thanksgiving agree. for I me. completely agree. Before that, as a general principle, after Thanksgiving, I don't like the slap in the face to Thanksgiving of just putting up your Christmas decorations like it's not even like you're skipping it. Well, I think it's kind of, they've kind of merged, you know, like what? I no. think that, well, well, there's not, or do you decorate your house for Thanksgiving? I mean, maybe we put out a little turkey or a turkey. Like, yeah, like a we little stuffed turkey or okay. like the turkey yeah, but, decoration. Yeah, but no one has tur- Thanksgiving decorations. My neighbor has some blow-ups. Okay. Turkey blow-ups. That's rare. That's it is, rare. It is rare. That's a diehard Thanksgiving fan. <laughs> that is diehard. I love Thanksgiving, so I'm, <laughs> I'm all about that. But I, right, I agree. But here's the thing, okay? Christmas happens. Jay O'Brien's his reply to me on Twitter was, you know, it brings extra happiness. It brings happiness. The Christmas decorations. So just have more days of happiness. That's a terrible argument. Categorically false. Christmas happiness has a shelf life, right? If it doesn't, then you're one of those people that listen to the Carol Christmas carols in radio July. station all year round, and then you're just a weirdo, <laughs> right? So it's it's it makes you happy when you're putting them up. You drink some hot cocoa, and that's the other thing. If you're putting them up in the warmth, you're you're soft. It actually is kind of nice though if you're no, hanging this is a soft decision. You, you can sure you it's it's more comfortable, but you got to be drinking some hot cocoa. You got to be cold when you're putting them up. Not, you can't be putting them up in sixty. Like I said, I I prefer the the weekend after Thanksgiving is the time. I agree. That's that's the time completely. No, like I said, you do any circumstances, right. whatever. Make yourself blah, blah, happy. Blah. Yeah, but just saying. Lastly, another important topic. Before you do that, we got to remind everybody that the exclusive wine club and brand that's of right the Baltimore part. Ravens. You're, go ahead. Discover handcrafted limited production wines that celebrate our winning drive more than just a place the feeling and expectation that defines us as a community join the winning drive club today at www.winningdrivenapa.com okay, so that's as a you're good, getting ready for christmas that's a good segue that's okay. a great christmas you know or, or, or gift or yeah. if you're just you know you're welcoming people for the holidays and you want to load up on the wine visit winningdrivenapa.com because you can get some great wine it also comes in a really cool box is it okay. like a Ravenized? It's like a Ravenized crate. It's cool. That's pretty cool. So check it out. Since we're talking about food beverage. Yes. We're both going to Chicago. Yes. How much pizza do you plan to eat? Because I'm eating an entire pizza. D- deep dish, just 5,000 calories of deep do dish not pizza. Sit next to me in the press box. <laughs> I'm just telling You're you. You're going to be asleep? Right it's going to be worse than that. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that note. On that note. Get ready for the... 